It's time for a WeChat workout. WeChat. Go to the Cliff Central account. Tap connect. Then message to show. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. CliffCentral.com. Good afternoon and welcome to it. Another Thursday edition here on Cliff Central. I'm Mabali Moloi. And I'm Astasia Karras. And it's time for another edition of Between Two Femmes. Um, okay, so today we've got a pretty fun, exciting show lined up for you. Yes, we do. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the concept called the weekend social. But um, the joy of it is that it's two young women who are pursuing business in a whole new style. But basically doing stuff that they love, which is socializing and eating and dancing. Think about uh, (laughs) some of the most fun ways to spend your weekend in in Johannesburg. Think food, drink, people, socializing, fashion. So we're very excited to be chatting to some of the founding members of the Weekend Social. That's what we've got lined up for you this afternoon. But first, as always, we're going to start off with... The Woman's News. Thank you very much. Now, last week, there was a story in the in the news about how the French government are suddenly taking the stand against modeling agencies, saying that if you hire models who are too underweight, who mm-hmm. are considered unhealthy, according to their BMI index, they are going to be Which fined. they're setting at 18.5. Right, which is the norm, which is the standard. Most doctors will tell you that that is the range that you're looking for to qualify as healthy normal. So they're saying that um, agencies who are found to be hiring girls who are too skinny are going to be fined and possibly even imprisoned, face imprisoned, imprisoned, jail time. And so this week there's a new hashtag. It's not really new because it was started in February by Australia's Biggest Loser host AJ Rochester, and the hashtag is um, Drop the Plus. And this relates to a new headline that's been making the rounds where the discussion is, should the modeling industry just get rid of the term plus size Mm. models? Mm. Which I think is really actually very interesting because Mm. especially if they do pass this legislation in France, who are some of the sort of biggest proponents of very skinny, skinacious models. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, then what will plus size actually mean? It will just be the size of models and they come in all sizes. And what does plus size currently mean? Because there have been one or two times where a model is labeled as plus size and then people re- will react to that and say but she's actually just looks yeah, normal. Yeah, she just looks like a normal girl. If she's plus size and I must be overweight. So again, this plus size thing is creating its own sort of set of angsts. So, angsts, yeah. angsts. So do you think that we should just get rid of the term I entirely? think we should. I think that we should just say models of all sizes yeah. and delight. Whether you're a size 0 or a size 8. Mhm. All right. What else have you got for the women's news? Ah. That was me taking a sip of tea in the middle of the woman's news. <laughs> I don't know why. Go right ahead. You um, can multitask. Thank it's you. Fine. I think the big woman's news this week was that Michelle Obama wore a crop top. <laughs> I know. I'm teasing, but she did in point of fact. <laughs> See, but, the fact that that is news is, again, uh, it's just... But more importantly was, look, people do pay a whole lot of attention to her wardrobe. They um, do. Especially when she's traveling overseas, which she was doing this week by... Um, she spent the last sort of week in Cambodia and Japan 
basically promoting her campaign, which is called Let Girls Learn, because essentially 62 billion girls around the world are undereducated. So they're not um, even allowed to go to school no. in their and respective so, countries? Yes. And so her, her, her point is, as soon as girls do get educated, the entire country improves, communities, families, but also sort of female mortality rates, etc. So her entire campaign is to get girls educated. And that is a big problem in Cambodia, not so much in Japan, mm. but certainly in Cambodia. But people did pay a lot of attention to what she wore. And let me just say that she was dressed in the most sublime way. She including a crop top. Yeah. Wow. My favorite was the yellow Kenzo. Oh, my word. Look at it. Mubs. Oh, wow. That's, oh. that's kind of like a, a, a knee length. Is it a knee length mm. frock? In a 50 style. Cinches, I read a very, yeah, yeah, cinched in at the waist and then just kind of flares out a little bit. Lots a bit of, of florals. She wore lots of florals during the week. She wore a magnificent Roxanda Illich dress. A dress for Norton. That was also, it, it all gained a lot of commentary because people were saying, well, she didn't just wear American designers, which many sort of first ladies feel compelled to dress only in American. I suppose they associate that with being patriotic and that mm. whole thing. Mm. And supporting the American textile industry, which, you know, doesn't seem to need too much help at this moment in time. But what was also interesting was that she wore a lot of very feminine clothes. And for me, you know, in that 50s style, um, lots of florals And it was interesting Because I think there's an assumption That if you're a powerful woman You must dress in a suit You must look more masculine Masculine So if you look at Angela Merkel She's always wearing a suit And looking kind of um, manly well, that probably comes from, you know, women wanting to be accepted by their male counterparts and then thinking that they need to be more male-like. Exactly. And I mean, it does cause, uh, I remember there was a scandal a few years ago in the, I think it was uh, a British parliamentarian stood up to make a, a speech in parliament and people started the, you know, they're famously riotous in the English parliament. And so they just hacked her, no, 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 about the dress. Mm -hmm. Actually, the entire speech got lost in response to what she was wearing. So I suppose it's a fine line. But I think Michelle Obama this week has like done yeah. herself. She you know looked what? spectacular and she made some very important points. Uh, a woman's appearance, a woman in, in the public figure, her appearance seems to be everybody's favorite go-to place when they were trying to attack her and cutting her down to size. And this is not something that's done just by men. It's done by other women as well. But it's just, it's the lowest common denominator. The lowest hanging fruit. In yeah, well, fact. there you go. <laughs> um, there's a new book doing the rounds, Aspasia. And it is by a doctor called Abraham Morgan Taylor. Uh -huh. And it's titled The Truth About Men and Sex. And apparently... <laughs> Everyone wants to read this book, I'm sure. <laughs> and apparently... They all want the truth. <laughs> there are one or two things that uh, women specifically might find interesting when it comes to men and sex. So this doctor, Morgan Taylor, is doing the rounds um, in the United States, going from show to show promoting his book. And I've got a clip here of some of the things that um, people will be able to find in this book. So have a listen the to this. And then let me, you, is about to unfold. you weigh in on some of these uh, apparent truths. This morning, we are going inside the minds of men to talk about sex and relationships. Dr. Abraham Morgenthaler is out this morning with new insight in his latest book. It's called The Truth About Men and Sex, Intimate Secrets from the Doctor's Office. He's an associate clinical professor of urology at Harvard Medical School and the founder of 
of Men's Health Boston. Doctor, welcome back. Hi, great to, to be with you. Studio 57. I was very excited to have you back because I think this is such an important topic. And you wrote this book because of what men would say to you when they come and talk to you behind closed doors. Right. So, you know, we have this idea that men are really uh, relatively simple, if I could say that. But what you find out is that men actually are very interesting, complicated, nuanced. And, and scared. And scared. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And here's the big shocker. I wrote this book, really, because what I was hearing behind closed doors was so different than what I myself had imagined and really what's out there. And I think the number one surprise is, is that men care. They care deeply and passionately about their partners and about how they're doing in relationships. So according to this doctor, this is something that women will find surprising is that men care. Would you, I mean, do you find it surprising when a man says that he cares? I, I, I personally don't find it surprising because, you know, I, I am in a relationship with a lovely man. Yes. But <laughs> I would be very devastated if he didn't care. But, um, I suppose it, it, it goes against the grain because I mean, it come boils down to our ideas of gender stereotypes. Yeah. Men are like sort of programmed according to, I don't know, mm -hmm. evolution to be out there sowing their seed as widely as possible. Yes. And maybe that's what they're invested in caring. Uh, at least that's what we've been told. And, and, and we are the supposedly nurturing, concerned ones with the ultimate, uh, you know, aim of growing babies. So I don't know. Do you think that women have become too harsh on men <laughs> in labeling them all these things? Perhaps it's not women. Uh, perhaps it's just society. Although if you listen to a couple of lyrics out there, um, <laughs> on certain songs, then, then, then we might not be so wrong. So the, the name of the book is called The Surprising Truth Behind Men's Sexual Woes. Uh, no, sorry, that's a lie. It's called The Truth About Men and Sex. So, yeah. So it doesn't introduce the word woe into the title. No, 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 no. That was just, <laughs> <laughs> that was just you. That was just a creative, um, addition License. by, by the journalist from which I got this, this new story from. So there you go. And then finally on the women's news, Angelina Jolie Pitt. Uh -huh. Our actual, um, cover girl this month. Cover woman, cover star. Mm -hmm. Can we call her a cover girl? That's terrible. Superstar. Sorry, I take it back. Our cover superstar. Um, wrote in the New York Times this week a big op-ed about the diary of her surgery. Um, so two years ago, she wrote about um, her choice to have a preventative double mastectomy. And now she has spoken about the fact that she has also gone in and had a preventative surgery to remove her ovaries and her fallopian tubes. Mm -hmm. And so now she has effectively enforced menopause. Hmm. And she writes about it really in such a moving, sincere and simple way and basically tells women to take ownership of their health issues. Mm. I mean, I think for a lot of women, it would be such a difficult choice to make, um, you know, especially with, with your breasts, because a lot of women feel so attached to their breasts <laughs> as this great big thing that defines you. And as more so with your, with your ovaries and your fallopian yeah. tubes. I Did mean, because... I suppose that ensures that you can do that procreation that you're talking about, <laughs> that we're so invested in. But perhaps in Jolie's case, the fact that she has several little children already mm -hmm. 
Mm, well, um, there you go. I mean, she's has kind of like removed that stress from her. Yeah, exactly. So, but you know what? Um, big up to Angelina Jolie. I mean, um, again, women like Angelina Jolie, when they speak and when they say something that is important, the world pays attention. And I think that it's a good point that she makes. Take ownership of your health and don't worry so much about the fact that you're feeling like you might be less of a woman because you no longer have breasts exactly. or your ovaries or your fallopian tubes. It's it's about it's about being alive. So there you go. Fabulous. Okay, well, That's that is the women's news. Half the women's news. There we go. Mary J. Blige. Thank you very much, sister girl. Um, I think that's fine. On cliffcentral.com. I think it's time to bring our guests in. Um, yes. If, if, if you don't mind. Why is it that I cannot hear myself in these headphones? Oh, there you go. I had my volume turned down. I would just want to speak about my headphones for a moment, <laughs> which I am so excited about because I'm wearing my glamorous <laughs> Mumco headphones. They are a white pair, well, white on the band um, over the head and then just around the ears. It's I think like you this. have to post a picture of No, me. they look fantastic. I, I thought I'd customize the whole earphone situation. You actually look like you should be in a very glamorous music video. Well, I'm in a very glamorous radio show <laughs> between two. <laughs> this is true. This is true. What more does a girl need? So we're very excited this afternoon to be welcoming uh, two of the founders of a very exciting uh, project. Well, business. I mean, it's a it, business, but I, it's such a lovely, fun business yeah, yeah, that, frankly, definitely. <laughs> far from being a project. I didn't actually. say it's a project. I said it's a project. It's three years in. I'm sorry. I said it was a project. So take it back. No, 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 no. It's three years in. There's no project that lasts. No, 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 no. Coming out guns blazing, ladies. They have intervened. It's not a project. It's a business. It is. It's definitely not a project. It is a a business. It's a brilliant concept. What do you call that? A slap down. <laughs> I mean, she handled you, you know. Well, otherwise known as a conversation with Tumi. <laughs> she, she I'm not always like this, guys. Okay, so introduce yourselves, lovely girls, since you've like practically, you know, yeah. Why don't you taken just, the box back? Why don't you just take over the show, actually? <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> Ladies, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Not a problem. Yes, and uh, yeah, please introduce yourselves. My name is Dumi Mohale. I'm the one of the quarters of the other girls that brings you the weekend social. Aha, quartet. Yes, quartet. and um, <laughs> I am Vuiswa Muchakwane. And as Dumi has just said, I'm also one of the four ladies that uh, bring the weekend social to so Joburg. Tell us about this business <laughs> <laughs> with such contempt no no i just i just want to make sure that i don't like remotely say the word project which would be insulting um as we've now established how how did you girls come about you lovely ladies come about i'm just like oh my words are tripping over let me not call them girls i heard a trail of thoughts no you've just like sort of made me all concerned about how about do i say correct things? wording correct wording mm. yeah technically i should be trying to save you but save me save me from myself Mabs. ladies let's start at the beginning yes yes thank how you. the weekend social came to being do me we, for my 30th birthday, we went to New York, uh, Ooh. to celebrate. All four of you. Um, <laughs> no, it, it was a, it, it was, was a, a huge big group. group I think of there friends. was about 10 of us in total. There was 10 of us in total. And we, while in New York, we came across a branch called Everyday People. 
And it's similar to what we do now. So we thought, hey, we're going to go back home and do this. And that's literally so what how was the everyday people. It was a brunch and day party with DJs and beautiful people. It was the literally the was coolest amazing. party. It, it was incredible. And we were like, and it, it was on a Saturday during the day. And yeah. we were like, we have nothing to do at home on a Saturday during the day. If we're not hungover and going to the market <laughs> or do, there's really nothing else to do. So we thought, let's bring the concept home and do something that, you know, obviously speaks to the South African market um and that's how the weekend social was born yeah which is really i mean so much fun so it moves around from place to place correct yes yeah jeez we've had it in art galleries we've had it in a museum we've had picnics on rooftops we've had yeah we we generally expose people to spaces that they ordinarily wouldn't go into themselves we've had at the women's jail at constitutional which is such an amazing and moving space yeah yeah wow now voice right it does sound like it might be a lot of uh work though in terms of the logistics (sighs) yes of moving (laughs) an event of this nature around and finding interesting venues each time and that's that's a i'm so glad that you've brought that up because (laughs) you know people really under estimate the amount of um, you know, amount of work, but not even just work, like from a conceptual perspective, when we find a new space, we try to really work mm. with that space and create a concept that makes sense for that particular space. So as Dumi had said, you know, the women's jail we, you know, we would try to do it at a time that, for example, Freedom Day, mm. when we wanted to do something that was politically relevant or mm-hmm. historically relevant, you know, or Women's Day, we would choose a venue or a, or a full concept that, that brings it all together. So it is. And, and from a logistic perspective, it's just another debacle it's because you basically do it for the first time every, every time. month. You know, there's no getting better at it uh, because you, you're faced with new variables every single month. Now tell us about the variables, for example, that are coming up this Saturday. Are there still tickets for people to come to which section of the weekend? Because now I see that there are two sections. Section yeah. A, section B. <laughs> Correct. Is this some kind of class? <laughs> I'm trying, no, I'm no, trying no. very hard to so, keep all my ducks in a row now. I'm not gonna like step out of line. Let me explain to you how it works. So we've got, it's in two parts. There's yeah. 12 till 4, which is the time where we serve a uh, brunch. Uh, uh, yeah, we serve food and, uh, we've got cocktails that happen. There's a bit of music. And then from four till midnight, that's when the throwdown happens. That's the after party. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tickets for the first bit. If you're early, so we do early bird tickets, which are 300 bucks. Mm. Uh, but if you miss the boat, normal tickets cost you 380 for that. And then for the Can after you get party. Can them at the door? No, so no, we you sell can't. everything online. Uh, okay. We sell everything online. Only after party do we sell at the door, but you get it for 50 bucks online okay. and a hundred rand at the door. So it's, Really makes sense you know, to, go online. Yes. to go online. Just plan, just yeah. plan it in to your <laughs> monthly budget and exactly. just come. You know, <laughs> but so, for this particular one, we were sold out, and you know, people were nudging and saying. You know, I have a birthday and I, I can really hardly call it nudging. It was more like banging, <laughs> banging to me. So we, we've opened up more tickets and, you know, we're trying to make it a bit bigger to accommodate a, a few more numbers. Yeah. So for you, so if, you know, you're getting requests for more tickets to be made available, that means or that implies that you guys must be happy with the response that you've received to the weekend social. Oh, absolutely. It has been such a journey because obviously when you, when you introduce a new concept to people, you have to first 
you know, teach them what the concept mm. is. The word needs to spread. You can market, but we don't have, you know, like prime media marketing budgets or whatever you <laughs> want to call it. Um, so we, we've done what we did, you know, what we've had to do on social media and it's grown very organically. I mean, when we first started, it was a 60 person event. And uh, now? you know, 60, 80 now person we, event. We now we see at 250 people. We see 250 oh. people by the time after party can, yeah. I mean, we've, so we've now if 400, somebody wanted 500. to say, for example, throw a wedding. Yeah, you would be able to do it with your eyes closed. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I do that. <laughs> do you? Yeah. That's oh, okay. One of the is that your day that job? I do personally, yeah. Oh, okay. I plan people's weddings. I love forever after. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, talk about one of the hardest jobs in the world. Oh yeah, eventing is. It's literally people pay you to to hit you every day with because the minute somebody pays you, they own you. So they can phone mm. you at 2 a.m. and say, have you ordered the cake? And, you know, you you have to be calm. And, Which yeah. is actually something we took into consideration with the Weekend Social, you know, because obviously after doing the Weekend Social, a lot of people were like, oh, why don't you organize my, why don't you do, we were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> we know how stressful really it is like already. Killing ourselves. Uh, yeah. Thanks, no. <laughs> but now, here's my question. Mm. Um, you organize some amazing food. Are you guys foodies? Do you even like that term? Oh my goodness. I'm, <laughs> I'm just not. like being so very careful. I'm not a foodie. Note. I'm a fattest. I'm a former fat girl. So <laughs> I don't have a relationship with food at all. Really? No. Um, what is it? I eat what misery. And oh, yeah, that's, that's what I do. She's an FFG. <laughs> FFG. An former FFG, it's, it's like, you know, so a former fat, fat girl. girl. Yes. Is this, I mean, now I learn new terms. <laughs> Just, um, and, and I use that term with like huge, like sort of, because we're concerned, of course, we, we're not, we're dropping the word plus from all. Our terminology. Yes, I saw that. Plus, today. plus size has got to go. It's gone. <laughs> um, so FFG, my dear. Yes. How, how, what size were you? I was big. I was big. Because now you must see her. We're going to post a picture. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, th- I cannot actually imagine such a thing. Yeah, I used true. to be fat. Okay. It's, it's all true. And it, what, it's just, what, I'm too vain to post pictures of me when I was fat. What, what made you, <laughs> what was the tipping point? Um, I went on holiday with these two friends of mine and they, I mean, these girls, you must see them. They, Mixed race and they are skinny and they're gorgeous. Went to Mozambique and were on boats and da da da. When we got back and I looked at the pictures, I wanted to die. And, oh. and that's what changed my life around. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to be the fat friend yeah. in the photos anymore. I'm going to turn my <laughs> lifestyle around. Yeah. And that's what I've done for the last seven years. I've literally, I eat as well as I can. I mean, yes, every now and again, I have a French fry. Um, she pretty much has a hate, hate relationship <laughs> with food. Yeah. But in general, so, I, so we shouldn't be asking you about the food. No, no absolutely. Why am I the current fat girl? No, no, I'm just no, checking. No, no, no. <laughs> not even. Even remotely, there isn't. Perhaps you have like a less fraught relationship. Personally, I love food. I really do. Um, And so, you know, when we when we were in New York and actually seeing the concept for the first time, uh, the place. I mean, the food experience was such a big part Mm. of it. You know, and so we we thought that is something that has to be really, really a huge part of it. And every month we also change. Chefs. We also change chefs. We work with different people. Some of them are at various levels of establishment. You know, it could be someone who's just like a kind of a housewife who does great, you know, cookies or whatever, and she does the dessert section. But it also could be a more established um, uh, vendor who works, you know, who's a professional caterer. Um, so can 
can you give some clues as to what people <gasps> are getting this weekend? This time is actually going to be I so have exciting. No, <laughs> of no obviously, <laughs> we're not speaking to you. Do me a staying out of yeah, this. We're not like, speaking to the FFG. Get What's this actually food part over and done with? It's a waste of my time. <laughs> <laughs> What's actually really exciting about this one is we are, and I think we're, we're generally going through a bit of an experimentation phase. So that just as a, as a, you know, overarching theme. Yeah. So we're doing a bit of experimentation with the food style as well. So, um, what we'd normally do is have kind of like a market style environment, mm. but, uh, where you'll have different vendors and people can go up and, you know, choose what they want and, and when they go back and it's self-service, but it's very easy because we don't really want to be like, be here at this time, eat at this time, put your, you know, and mm. it's, yeah. So people can kind of get up when they want to eat and do their thing. Now we're going to be doing a more, um, a more kind of seated, long table, you know, harvest table style oh. food experience where it'll be a lot more about sharing. Do our early bird booking, you and I. You we're just away. Away. <laughs> We're not in the Fast know. asleep. <laughs> we're not in the when know. All those no early birds are up yeah. tweeting. We're asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so it's something that we're, we're trying it out. It's, it's very interesting. Last, last month as well, we were at, um, the Hill Cafe in, in, uh, Bramfontein. And also we tried something a little different there. So the Hill actually mm. did the, um, catering for the oh, event okay. and they did like a full kind of butler style, you know, <gasps> so fully served with waiters and everything. And also, uh, you know, different play, different, um, Choices on the menu, mm-hmm. but uh, really, really delicious and really, really like beautifully plated, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, Jimmy, let me or let us in on exactly how difficult and how hard you ladies work with the weekend social because I'm wondering, for April, for example, the next event in April, um, or rather, yes, no, because that's happening this mm. weekend, hey, yeah. So for for the May event because this happens once once a month, once correct? A month, yeah. How soon does the preparation start? Are you guys already thinking of ideas for May or are you kind of like wrap this up first and then start tackling May? <laughs> Generally, how, how it, long is the process to prepare? It, it overlaps. Yeah. So all the events overlap. So while you work on March, you sort of start working on April as well. Uh-huh. Uh, Cause as soon as Saturday wraps, come Monday, we already press play on, on April. So invites have to be ready. Sponsors have to have approved things. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, it overlaps. You, it, it takes each event itself takes four weeks to put together. And that's not even taking into consideration the fact that we have, um, you know, like pla- full day kind of planning sessions. Like, so we have one at the beginning of the year where we'll do like strat session For of the whole full year. planning. Yeah. So plug in the dates, plug in the venues, plug in the, you know, who, what, what do we want conceptually for this venue, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll have a bit of an outline at least going into the year. Yeah. And then, um, but as Dumi says, every month there's a lot of new variables and mm. things we have to yeah. work around. Here are my questions. There are four of you. Mm. You're four partners. Yeah. A quartet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you ever had like, I mean, because starting a business of this nature, obviously when you began it, you were like, oh, nice. La, Brilliant la, la. idea. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously very quickly it, the reality struck you. What have been the like sort of major lessons that you've learned as young Businesswoman doing actually following your passion. Hmm. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> loaded question there. I know. <laughs> Look, it, for sure. For Every, young women listening who might no, also no, want okay. to follow so, their dreams. So I think that um, I mean that it has been it has been really really tough. Mm. You know, 
there's it's a business. There are highs and lows. There are days when we've got an event coming and uh, we've sold only 10% of tickets and we are stressed to death and we all want to chew each other out. And at the same time, we're friends, you know, mm. so you must also take that into consideration. So that was my next question. Yeah. Yes. So, let's, how so had we've, taken we've had strain. to, we've had to <laughs> learn how to navigate, um, the friendship element within the business and actually like, you know, really kind of compartmentalize. Mm. We will have have like a full on like blowout mm. business related and then you know we'll then be on WhatsApp f- 10 minutes later talking about boys <laughs> <laughs> literally that's what happens that's literally what happens so we have to seriously that's compartmentalize very <laughs> <laughs> we should all be like that yes exactly yeah, but it, it, it's very hard though because the lines sometimes do get blurred hmm. so I mean we'll intend to go out for just a normal friend dinner and we end up speaking about guys what venue are we doing next you know we end up speaking about work so it's it's very difficult to, to 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 separate the two but we've somehow managed uh i mean we've wanted to kill each other many many a times, times. but you know the respect kicks in because um, at the end of the day we all respect each other and we want to flourish yeah. together we want and also um so i manage uh our email accounts so the administration okay. type of thing so i get all the queries i see young girls emailing us saying I'm obsessed with this organization. Is there any way I can be a part of it? Yeah. You know, we have people wanting people to, want intern. to intern. We have That's young true. girls. Dead, we yes. have a lot of young girls that have come through and said, well done. How do we get involved? Or is there anything else that you guys are doing that we could be involved? So it's, it's pretty cool. It's nice to, yeah. to know that, you know, what we are putting out there is inspiring empowering. Yeah. and empowering other young girls. It's just amazing. But, okay, so you manage the emails. I mean, you obviously you've divided and ruled. Yeah, the so, yes. so yeah. everyone yeah. has a role. Everyone yeah, yeah. has a role. So yeah. I do the admin stuff, but I also handle our music side. So the sound, the DJs, so any sort of entertainment, I yeah. deal with that. Okay. Um, then, you know, if yeah, you so I do, as, I, oh, the creative got director. A big title. I'm, the, I'm the creative director of the Weekend Social, um, <laughs> and senior strategist. Uh, <laughs> I love that. And, uh, so yeah, I'm, I mean, that I really. Think we need new titles. <laughs> we'll yeah, I've been thinking it. about a title for like two years. I know. <laughs> what am I? Head of ops. Head, Head of, of ops. ops. I'm like, guys, I'm communication. You are. I'm you are customer service group. Yeah. You Vice actually president are. Communication. President, VP of Communications. V- Done. V- Love. There you Thank go. you. So, exactly. Going forward. Um, yeah. So I, I do like all the, um, the venue sourcing and conceptualizing around the venues. Obviously, you know, if like, you know, Dumi's at a party and she sees a great venue, she'll be like, Hey V, I saw this great place. Yeah, and then we go check it out and I'll kind of come up with the concept and the look and feel of the event. And, you know, if there's a theme, how does it tie in? How does it pull together, et cetera? Um, and yeah. Yeah, and there's also a lot of overlap. So I guess we also try and, you know, pick up where other people may not fill in. We rotate the food portfolio. Okay. Um, So, you know, dealing with the actual admin around the food suppliers. Um, I also do all the stuff. So everything that that you see when you walk into the weekend social in terms of organizing the Mm. tables, dealing with the, you know, the decor, the the look and feel. That's, yeah. That's because probably your day job also lends itself. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to ask is you know apart from the weekend social what else have you guys got your hands into oh, what because don't we have our hands into my goodness <laughs> I can't actually tell you um, so yeah I do have some very big hands I've been meaning to comment on it <laughs> what 
Look at the size you of those hands. You and that foot of yours in your mouth. In the mouth. I have a big foot. But what? they've got big hands. They're like, the hands are in all the pies. They're getting self-conscious now. I know. I'm looking at my hands going, They're like, what? What? I'm like, is this Tell us about your big hands that are in all the pies. Because of my... Yeah, so, I mean, by day, I um I am uh, head of marketing and sales for an amazing fashion brand called Kisua. Mm-hmm. And we do contemporary African fashion. So Very dope. beautiful, so beautiful dope. clothing. Aspasia, Aspasia is uh, <laughs> one of our favorite people when she wears our clothes. She looks amazing. Tell them who else wears your clothes. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, our, our girl, Beyonce. And the urban, urban bush babes, you know. Did you see that? Did you oh. see them in the clothes? Oh. It, Oh, and locally? Anyway. And locally we have... All, no, 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 it's true. Locally we have also a lot of the stylish ladies, Terry Peto, uh, Poppy, Nchongwana, obviously Aspasia, Sharon. You know, it's really great, the reception that we've received uh, for this brand. But I think, you know, it's a really quality, really beautiful thing, and I love doing it. And as Aspasia said, it's it's creative every day. So it it is a natural extension into, you know, the weekend social. And they're opening a beautiful um pop up store. Okay, well not even a pop up store. It's an actual yes, concept it's store. An actual it's not concept popping, store. Right. Well, it's concept store is popping up for two months. Correct. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Correct. So we're opening a store. So I'm also doing, you know, there's event stuff. There's organizing a launch. There's doing PR. There's no, doing marketing. There's doing, it's crazy. Week. Yeah. And to me, are you also like a multitasking extraordinary what? Don't I do? Yeah, exactly. So I, told you those <laughs> I quit my job because uh, I simply was not coping with everything that I had to do. So, oh, really? Mm, mm, mm. I mean, I used to be a client service director. Um, and, you know, being at an office from nine to five just was not working out for me because a lot of the things that I do need me to be on the road. Um, so, I mean, I do wedding planning, as I mentioned earlier. Um, my favorite thing, there's nothing I love. I love a production. Um, so I do a lot of eventing. So I do wedding planning. I do stuff for the government. Um, I do a little bit of PR. I do a bit of project managing. I, I manage my, I've, I've got a famous. Don't say the word project. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a famous brother. I think, he, I think he's famous. He's that totes I famous, friend. He's um, totes famous. Well, what, is? who is he? His name is Paul Pops. He's on oh, Yeah. Oh. And he's a comedian <laughs> and, and he's, he's a really funny. So that I is... manage his, his, his career, which is, wow. yeah, that's, takes a lot of my time. So success runs in the family, clearly. Yeah. Well, look, we're trying, huh? We're trying. Yeah, success. <laughs> success breeds success. So yeah, there's a just PR. They, what don't I do? I don't have enough hours in the day to do everything that I need to do. But it's all fun, you know. I'd rather have it this way than be sitting at a desk from nine to five. Now, looking forward in terms of the weekend social, mm. let's let's talk expansion plans, going bigger. Um, how soon can we expect the weekend social to take over other parts of the country? Cape Town, Durban. That. Interesting Funny that you bring that so up. <laughs> part of our strat session in January this year was that, you know, what are we doing with this break? Because it's three years in and we are generally like tired of having this monthly event that happens in It's not a little Joburg. project anymore. Yeah, it's not a little project, it's a business. <laughs> so we've spoken about doing pop-ups in other cities. So be it Durban, be it Cape Town, be it Pretoria, be it East London, whatever. Um, so we are looking at those avenues to do. Um, but the weekend social, I mean, our tagline is good food, good people, and good music. So we're going to explore doing them individually as well, not as a collective. Yeah. So um, the weekend social basically 
as the team will be producing other events as well that are not the weekend social brand. So the other girls who organize the weekend social will be doing other events. We actually had, uh, we had our first one our, uh, called a good music experience. And that was oh. a Sunday. It was gorgeous. Sunday in the play? sun at poolside cafe in Maboneng. Oh. And it was like everyone just chilling by the pool. Great DJs, Drinking like cocktails, cocktails in the sun. Was it, it was, was just great. beautiful. So we're looking at expanding on those kind of, um, I offshoot guess. events. Yeah. And ladies, do you get to kick your feet up and enjoy the actual experience at the end of it all after planning it for a whole month and possibly pulling your hair out and dealing with <laughs> with admin issues and our oh, ticket sales this and ah this <laughs> this didn't work out and no that guy cancelled and and then at the end of the month do you get to you know kick your feet up and say and just breathe a huge sigh of relief yeah. actually drink the a champagne oh yeah oh yeah yeah i think at about like five o'clock you know we like okay <laughs> as soon as food service is kind of done yeah. on the day yeah. we're like all right now now it's happening and then you know and you I, can I, the, I can have i can comfortably say it's it's i look forward to it every month because it's actually like the best party that i go to mm. every month mm. like i hate i don't actually i mean we don't really go clubbing too no, much anymore. We don't do that type of stuff. So for me to have like a really good like dance and you know have a drink, it's great. I also like the the sort of time frame that you're introducing this clubbing because you know last week was Fashion Week. Yeah. Um, we went down to the club because we were in Rosebank. <laughs> I was like, where okay. are all the people? <laughs> it was like eleven o'clock. No. On a Thursday night, the no. club was still like sort of the only people there was the lady with the snake <laughs> and the lady with the feathers. <laughs> I promise you there was a lady that with the snake. That is hilarious. The clubs like, only started popping off at about 12. Whose life can function? On a Thursday night can Not actually us, function guys. because the very next morning... You have to go for your morning run. Right. You have to go and do your day Yoga, job. Yoga, whatever. Your day job. Just like, how are you going to do it if you, <laughs> if the club is still empty at 11? I was like, well. The people yeah. you find in the club are the people who are not busy building and running empires, you know? Like, like that's like why I'm saying that this is what delights me is that you can have economy. an afternoon <laughs> dance at the weekend social. <laughs> you can have an afternoon dance but at this the was, weekend social. This, we, we always rip ourselves off, actually. It's kind of like our internal joke about how our, our event is very adult contemporary. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, as long as the music's not adult contemporary. No, the music is great, but it, it, it no, no. is because it's what we like, it's what oh, we like okay, to listen okay. to, you yeah, know? It's yeah, not yeah. like, uh, whatever 12 year olds are listening to right now so it'll be like a really good mix often you know more a lot of like the throwback kind of old school cool 90s like r&b hip-hop uh, a bit of soul a bit of whatever and it's very eclectic music you won't hear in the club which is so refreshing um, and sometimes yes we play stuff that's very current and whatever but it it is great that you can actually like dance till your feet hurt and then go home. And it's still and nine o'clock. And then still watch something. And it's still nine, ten yeah. o'clock. Exactly. Still watch something. Still wake up in the morning yeah. and be and it's like nothing ever happened. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And it's we try like, book as many. So I deal with the music part. So I try book as many girls as I can. Female oh. DJs. So we, yeah, we try yeah. to keep our staff like as female heavy as possible, just to empower women because. Yes. I mean, as we know, you know, DJing is a male-dominated industry, mm-hmm. and so the girls also need a break. So, you know, we're always looking to see if there are more girls we can incorporate on our rosters. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So call us if you're a female DJ. Yeah. Send me a mix. <laughs> and yeah. I hope you're good. No, I'll that's you. <laughs> that's fantastic, ladies. 
Now, um, I mean, a lot of the success of the Weekend Social is very, um, you know, it relies heavily on the creative element, you know, from the food to the to the venue to the this and the that. And I'm wondering, as where crea- are you popping up this Saturday? As creative director, yeah. <laughs> yes, you called. What, <laughs> what happens when um, when there are creative disagreements, or when maybe uh. an, an idea gets thrown out, and then the rest of oh, you mean daily? Look yeah. at you, like <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> that. You know what? <laughs> How actually, do you resolve those creative differences? It's very we interesting. Vote. Yeah, we we do, do vote. vote. It's we a do democracy. Vote. It is difficult though because there are four of us. So Sometimes there's a stalemate, um, but it is so political. So, so often if there's something that I know that I need to pitch that is going to be like a revolutionary, I will start rallying well in advance oh, and strategy, strategy, and go and have, have and go and pitch it separately, you know, yeah. to people and explain it properly to everyone individually such that when we sit down in our meet, our weekly status meeting on Wednesday, it's a quick wrap up, you know, so you have to be very strategic of how you pitch the ideas. I know how she works. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, we right. all do it. We all do it. All secretly you, canvassing each other. But also, you know who's likely gonna go with something and who's not. Like, I'm the, I'm the no girl. She's the no girl. I say no to everything. Yeah. I hate everything. Guns blazing. <laughs> like before I even open my mouth, you know, on WhatsApp when it still says typing, yeah. she's like, no, no V, no. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm still typing. Somebody has to get TT and ninety on board, then she's good. Yeah, because I'm gonna say no. Ladies, let me ask you this question because um, there's this perception that a lot of strong women in a group can't work together harmoniously, you know, because there are all sorts of factors that come into play. Mm, good question. You know, Matt. a word like bitch gets thrown around a lot when, you know, when it's a female dominated business. Yeah. Let me get your thoughts on that perception. Oh, the bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think also, I think that for me, one needs to define harmoniously. You know, for, for us, robust debate, argument, throwing around those ideas, you know, having that kind of, that I fire like and that, that energy. Debate. Mm. Yeah, having that energy that <laughs> is what makes us productive and what's, what ensures that we keep our standards. You know, I'll come up, up with an idea. It will come under fire. There will be lots of mudslinging, but at the end of it, we respect each other and we will emerge with something great. So I think firstly, one must define, you mm, know, mm. and I think secondly, um, that, uh, women, Women, because we are so, because we actually are, we, we communicate on so many different levels. Like when you have a conversation with a man, what is being said is being said. Yeah. When women are talking, oh, there are like 12 layers. There are 12 layers oh, yeah. to what is being said. There is the eyebrow. Yeah. Like there's what the eyebrow did. And there's the side there's eye. The side eye yeah. There's the body language. Yeah. There's, there's the lip. There's the conversation the that happened nostril. yesterday, which is still here. There's the, fl- you know, there's like, there's so much emotional undercurrent that's there's happening. There's a little gesture like, mm. Mm. Yeah, you know, those things. Um, there's, Did you see that gesture again? Mm. <laughs> You know, how she like bounced yeah. back on her chair yeah. or whatever yeah. when she punctuated. There's a lot that we, a lot of ways in which we communicate. So I think communication is such a key thing to master as women with, you know, big personalities in a group. It's a really big thing to master. Do me? What do you, what do you say to the whole women working together environment and it apparently it being difficult? Listen, I, think it's not exclusive to women this thing yeah. i've seen men work together and also get into in fact they get into fist fights 
um, really? about stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not exclusive to us. We, you see, society likes to just put these ideas in our head that we can't do things. I mean, we are proof that that doesn't. It doesn't. It's it's not really true because we find ways. It's difficult. Yes, we fight. There's mudslinging. I mean, I'm I'm there with the snapping the circle. But at the end of the day, we know we've got a job to do, and mm. we get it done. Yeah. Um, Yes, there might be bruises and, 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 and words along the way, but you know, we get it done. For me, what's most inspiring really just, um, chatting about your week in social ideas that a lot of people have these ideas. They go off to New York, Paris, London. They see something cool. Yeah. They inspired and then they don't have the energy or the wherewithal to translate it into or the confidence or the work confidence ethic. really and the work ethic. Yeah. That to is actually the big translate part. it big into part. practice. So give those people three tips that you've learned along the way. Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, well, only three? <laughs> well, no, let's start at three. Look, you once you've decided on an idea, yeah, see it through. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I mean, we are very fortunate that we have sponsors that are with us. There are sponsors that are knocking at our door. Um, and it's, they, it, it didn't just happen. You know, we've put in the work. Mm. We've worked for three years. Obviously, to, when you did the first one, there was no sponsor. There, yes, was, no there sponsor, was no sponsor. You know, so they sp- had to see your. Yeah. So we, we literally had to get it together and just get it done. And now we have people. Not, it's nice. So, you know, if you have an idea, follow through. Don't listen to people telling naysayers saying it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. If you yeah. believe. So don't listen to you. Miss <laughs> 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 <Ms>. No. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of one of my favorite sayings is. Um, you have a favorite thing I do <laughs> This is interesting I'm prolific friend um, <laughs> For the first time <laughs> uh, One of my favorite sayings is uh, Being realistic is the most commonly traveled road to mediocrity Ooh, say that again You mm. need to be able to Yeah, so I, I will say it again <laughs> being, I love it yeah, That's powerful Being realistic is the most commonly traveled road to mediocrity I think all the people who have shaped the way the world is right now Everyone who's ever invented anything Everyone who's ever done anything Was a little crazy They were a little crazy They were a little unreal They were very unrealistic <laughs> at that time mm-hmm, You know mm-hmm. So at the point when you have an idea And you want to do something And it seems crazy And it seems out of reach That's probably because It's a bloody good idea And it's going to change The face of you know Whatever industry you're operating in yeah, and knock on those doors until your knuckles are sore. Yeah. Because, you know, people are not just waiting to give you an opportunity. You have to go out and get them yourself. So we didn't sit back. We had a strategy and said, cool, we want to have ABC on board. Lots of people turned us down and said, oh, 80 people event, not so sure about it. Now, where are we? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you believe in something and you think so, you want to be working with certain people, Go knock until your knuckles are blue, until they say yes. And what How about do you get over? Sorry, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. How do you get over like being a bit like sort of shy about knocking on those doors? I'm not shy at all, as you can tell. <laughs> I so know. I have, I have, I have, I have, I'm not shy at all. So will you I, knock on my door? I will please. knock on your door yes. if I need to. Uh, no, I'm saying, can you need. knock on the doors I need to? <laughs> on, you, on your behalf? No, girl. <laughs> She's not. Eh? Um, do you hear that? No. No, I don't. She's Miss Lowe, okay. you, you heard it mm-hmm. firsthand. Um, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Ladies, it is almost time for us to wrap it up. So let me just understand this. For this coming weekend, no more tickets available. Is that we what you just say? for the dancing. We do. No, you no, do. No, no. Okay. We do. So, so we've opened up more tickets. Go on Quicket. Yes. And purchase your tickets there. Okay. There so are tickets at the moment. Yeah. For where is it? Is it a surprise? Oh, yes. Venue? No, no. It's happening. Oh, my goodness. It's actually going to be awesome. So can I run you through the concept yes. for this one? <laughs> Very exciting. Creative oh, our creative director. <laughs> so anyway, so this one is happening um, at King Kong in Troyville. Ooh. We tried to to keep uh, to use venues in the inner city because we love the inner city and the yeah. p- the spaces are so much cooler than like established venue spaces, you know. Yeah. So we're at King Kong in Troyville, um, and the theme for this event is oh. Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course it is. Does, does that mean people must come? No, like, in the no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait guys. Oh, oh. It's it's sheer brilliance. What am I paying? It's sheer brilliance. What am I paying for? Is somebody gonna spank me? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. So, in fact, this was this actually came about. The theme actually only came about this week because we had a last week. We flew into a panic when we checked the weather report. Oh, so we saw that it's gonna be. Cloudy and very likely There's going to be rain Okay. Mm. So we were all like oh misery Because it's this beautiful rooftop venue It's It does have a glass enclosure so you can look out On the whole city and you won't get wet Or cold but um, we were like oh it's going to be Raining what do we do so we thought oh, Let's just embrace the theme what do you want to do When it's cold and rainy you want to cuddle up Baby making weather somebody. you want to hold Someone you want to be close to someone Yeah. So we're going to call it 50 shades of grey We want people to wear their shades of grey um, And we will Blend I'm in to the exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then you can blend in to the so-called gloomy weather. But it's gonna be so, it's gonna be so sexy. Like even from the way the music, the the way the music has been curated, it's all around the you know the sexy. It's gonna be a cozy baby affair. making weather, cozy affair. Ladies, Ooh. thank you so much. It, it all sounds very exciting. Hot, hot. Tickets are still available, so technically, Aspasia, you and I could still make our way there. Ladies, we, ac- we actually expect to see you there. We expect <laughs> pull to through, see you there. pull through. Aspasia, you can go running in the morning. You're I know, really I'm just actually, that is, I have now identified uh, the thing that worked for me. Adult contemporary. Because I love a spot of dancing. Yeah. I just don't know that I like it. With the snake And I've seen you dance Down in that Dancing club. likes you too oh. oh she throws down She, she throws down oh, Okay <laughs> Ladies it's been great Thank you so much For making the time To come and spend the hour With us in the, uh, this afternoon You are extremely busy people So we, we really so inspiring yeah, thank, thank you very you. much Thank you for uh, having us Fabulous Thank you very much Of the weekend social Make sure you get your tickets uh, For this coming weekend's event Yay. And uh, we'll be back with you Next week for another edition of Between Two Femmes on cliffcentral.com. Bye.